Hey there, fabulous teacher. Have you been wondering how to make writing time in your classroom more effective for your students? Do you want your students to love writing time? If so, I think it's time for you and I to start transforming your writing instruction. I'm Melissa Morrison, and I have a passion for helping teachers to feel confident in teaching writing and help them grow successful writers. I've worked with numerous teachers to guide them through this transformation, and in this podcast, I bring you the practical strategies you need to make writing the best time of your day. Let's get going. Hey there, fabulous teacher. How are you today? I almost said this morning because it's morning for me, but it might not be for you. I hope you're having a great day. I wanted to start by saying thank you to uh, Miss D. Phillips on Instagram or Danielle Phillips, who recently commented about the podcast um, on Instagram. And I just wanted to say thank you again. I'm so glad that you um, are enjoying it. And I wish you the best of luck in your new role. I also wanted to thank you um, and your family for your service. She has a blog called Army of readers that looks fabulous. So check it out. Um, so today I wanted to go into mini lessons <clears throat> because yesterday or yesterday, the last episode we talked about unit planning, and I just thought this would be the next step. So today we're gonna do a little bit more of the what and the why about mini lessons, and then we'll go more into the components on the next episode. So I believe the term mini lesson was originally coined by Lucy Hawkins after her research on writing um, and teachers of writing, obviously, and where she found that the most effective lessons had certain components. But when she was first speaking of mini lessons, she did um, was referring to the whole class gathering time of the workshop model, because we know a mini lesson, and I think even that term is specific to the workshop model, and it should follow with independent time and then the share time. And um, another definition that I found of mini lesson or a definition I found is the mini lesson is the time when you teach the whole class about one <clears throat> particular aspect of writing, um, which could be process, habit, genre, craft, or convention. And that's according to Lisa Eicholt and Patricia Vitale Riley. Um, and I think that originally... Lucy Calkins also just talked about the gathering is the time to set the students up for learning. But when you do talk about a mini lesson, typically we are talking about when you're teaching one particular aspect of writing. And it does have components of the gradual release of responsibility model, which I will talk about in a second. But the mini lesson is important because it is explicit teaching, which is exactly what students need in order to become successful writers. Within a mini lesson, because of that gradual release model that is um, inserted in there, it also gives students instant practice to a new skill um, or strategy. So when we think about this gradual release model, um, it is a model of instruction that suggests that cognitive work should shift slowly and intentionally from teacher modeling to joint responsibility between teachers and students to independent practice and application by the learner. And this is according to Pearson and Gallagher, sorry, in 1983. And so it's basically, you know, starting with this I do, going into the we do, and going into the you do. Now, there are different... Um, you know, researchers and educators who have used it in different ways. And so Fisher and Fry um, include a lot of collaborative work 
But in a mini lesson, when you think about in a workshop model and that mini lesson, it has components that start with the I do where the teacher is modeling or demonstrating um, using a you know modeled writing or a mentor text. And then they are doing active engagement where the students are getting to practice it. It could be with a partner. It could be on their own. But again, the student or the teacher is there to guide them and help them. And then the I or the you do comes when they are independently working. So that's after the mini lesson. But the mini lesson itself has the I do and the we do involved. And then, of course, there also is a we do when you go into small groups. So it has the gradual release in that way. Now, because mini lessons are for the whole class, we know that the way you're teaching a skill or the strategy that you're showing um, is not necessarily going to be something that every student is ready for or that every student needs. And we still, though, find that this mini lesson and this whole group instruction is extremely valuable. And so you know that when students go into the independent, they might not be using this strategy yet, um, or they might not use it for a while, or perhaps they, some of them might have already been using it. But you know that there's going to be more time in your day or in your literacy block or in your writing block where you're going to be able to address students on a more um, independent level or in a small group level. So when you think about the mini lesson itself and choosing what it is you're going to teach in your unit, you want to think of something that about 80% of your students need or are ready for. Because you know there's going to be some that are not quite there and some that perhaps are past it. But it's what 80% of your students um, can use. And this is what I've heard over and over again. Now, I do believe that sometimes you might want your whole group mini lesson to be something that is for that 20%. And I think of the tw maybe 20% or whatever percentage it is that's actually not quite ready for some skills that are a little bit, um, you know, behind where some of the other class is. Because I think it's just sometimes we might miss um, some things that students need. Like we might think that they're ready for it. Maybe they're not. Um, and I don't know. I just, I just have found that sometimes it's nice to think about that. So that's just my own opinion. But for the most part, you're thinking about that 80%. So when you're looking at your students' writing, whether it's the baseline assessment because you're in the beginning of your unit or you've been taking some notes and looking at writing um, from the middle of the unit and you're seeing how students are applying things, you're seeing what's happening in their work, or even if you're noticing what's happening behavior-wise, you know, writing behavior-wise for your class, and you think, okay, where is where are most of them? Where, where are the needs and where are the strengths and what do we need to hit in the mini lesson? What a particular strategy do we want to discuss or do I want to show them? And of course, as we talked about in the last episode about unit planning, the mini lessons that you're choosing to teach are partially coming from the baseline assessment so you know where the students are before you begin, <clears throat> excuse me, but it's partly from your grade level rubric that you're using or from the mentor text that you're looking at to try to pull what those strategies might look like that the students are using in their writing. But you've already planned out lessons that should be appropriate for about 80% of your class because it's either grade level or based on and or based on the baseline writing that you have looked at and the, you know, to seeing where the students are as a whole. But then, of course, we also talked about being able to uh, revise that unit plan and, and the um, 
sequence of your mini lessons or what the mini lesson teaching points might actually be based on how the students are um, progressing in the unit and looking at them as they go. So trying to stay with that 80% for most of your mini lessons is the goal. So the last thing I just want to talk about today is what the components of the mini lesson are. I'll tell a little bit about them and then in the next episode I will go into um, further depth. So um, the most important parts of the mini lesson, if you could pick them, would be the teaching point and the active engagement, I believe. But the teaching point and the link go together. They're almost exactly the same. Um, Before the teaching point is the connection. So we have connection, teaching point, then the teach, then the active engagement, and then what's called the link. So the connection is to orient your learners or writers into what you'll be teaching them today or in this mini lesson. And it is going to review and kind of connect it to prior learning and what they've been doing in their writing. And so one, there's, I think of two ways to do a connection. One is to hook them in, in some way and then relate it to their learning and connect it to the teaching point or to just relate it to their previous learning or what they're currently doing and then connect it to the teaching point. When you get to your teaching point, it's a very explicit, short, explicit way to share what exactly it is that you're teaching them today. So today, writers, we're going to, or I'm sorry, today I'm going to teach you that writers do blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um. So connection is going to connect to that teaching point and then the teaching point. Now, teaching point is not always pulled out as a separate component. It would really just be the connection, the teach, which includes the teaching point, the active engagement and the link. But I like to pull it out and I've seen it pulled out a lot, especially in the units of study. Um, For me, it just helps because it helps with your um, just thinking exactly what I'm doing today and then to be able to connect it or match it to the link is really important. So when you go into the teach, this is where you're going to show them what you're doing. So this is that explicit teaching and it's showing them by either modeled writing or showing them by looking, having them look at some sort of a mentor text and being able to really explain it or let them see it in action. And then in the active engagement is where they're going to be trying it out. So in some way they are applying it. So it could be through oral discussion. It could be with a partner. um, It could be based on the writing that you just did, or it could be based on their own writing. So it's just a quick way for them to try it out. And then the link, like I said, is almost exactly the same as the teaching point because you're going to recap the teaching point. So when we say, so writers today, I taught you that. But then you're also going to link it to their upcoming work. So, or then, or, you know, when they're doing that writing in the future. Um, so you say, so remember this when, or give this a try when. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's what they have to do that day. It just means that you want them to try it out at some point because this mini lesson, again, is for the whole class. And it doesn't necessarily mean they have to go do it during independent time. Yes, the independent part is when they apply it, but we want them to apply the things that they are ready for. So the active engagement gives them that time to try it out. And then you can, you know, challenge them to try it in their writing time. And you hope eventually they would, but it doesn't mean they have to go do it right then um, during their independent time. Okay, so again, we have the connection, the teaching point and teach, the active engagement, and the link. And that teaching point and the teach is your I do, and the active engagement is your we do. Okay, so it was a pretty short episode today. We'll go 
more into detailed mini lessons next time. And again, if you ever have any questions or something you'd like me to discuss, please reach out and let me know. And I hope you have a fabulous day um, and good luck on your writing time. Hello again, writing teacher. I am so glad that you are listening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, wherever it is that you do listen, to go ahead and do a review and let people know what's so great about it. I would love for more teachers to be able to get some learning about writing from this podcast. And if you're interested in any further information, you can find me in a couple of places. One is YouTube, Melissa Morrison. I have a lot of videos there for you to to help you with writing instruction. And then also on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Teaching to Transform LLC, and a Facebook group where you can learn more from me and chat with other teachers. It is called Transform Writing K-8, through and I would love to see you there. Have a great day.